You're listening to Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer with hosts Tom and Kate. Tom Gallego, author and creative director of award-winning digital agency L7 Creative, and Kate Hauser, his incredibly witty, social media-obsessed millennial co-host also of L7 Creative. Join Tom and Kate every other week as they discuss and debate topics around how modern marketers can thrive in the ever-changing and often intimidating landscape of digital marketing. Your survival guide begins now. Welcome back to Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer. I'm Kate Hauser. And I'm Tom Gallego. Hey, Tom. Hey, Kate. Well, hey, we've got a, a really good one today, right? I, I mean, know. This is going to be awesome. Um, without letting the cat out of the bag, uh, it's the OG on IG by Kate Hauser. So um, I'm going to be interviewing Kate because Kate is a expert in social media management. Oh, yes. We've got this really cool feature too, right? It's our little gong. Oh, yeah. Wait. So, yeah, before we get started, we have um, a sound effect now that anytime you hear it, it basically just means that we've said something like super valuable and important and cool. So, do you want to hit it, Tom? Yeah. Let's let's give it a little little dry run here. And that's it. That's it. That's cool. I, we have this like Roadcaster Pro that we record on and it comes with sound effects. So we were playing with them earlier and I was like, oh, I feel like these are really fun. So here's one. I feel like that's the one I would use for Tom all the time. If, if we're telling jokes, that's the, you know, Crack joke and, and then the rim shot. Cracking so, jokes. Yeah. Yeah. We're but, excited. but we pulled out a little bit of our intro and we put it in the um, on the green button there. Right. So that's our pro tip. So anytime you hear, make sure you pay attention because Kate's going to be given a really valuable pro tip that nobody even knows about. Oh, yeah. Going to be dropping some facts. So make sure you've got your notepad and pen. This is definitely an episode that I would take notes on if you can. If you're driving in the car, then don't because safety first. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're really excited to give all sorts of intel. And we're talking about, honestly, one of my favorite things, which is Instagram. It's one of my favorite and my least favorite things. It's one of your favorite and least favorite? Yeah. Okay. It's one of my favorites because I... I just have so much joy using the app itself. And obviously I'm a social media manager. So Instagram is like one of my core tools that I use to help people grow on social media. Um, But I also hate it because I spend hours in the app. Like I'll look at the end of the day of how much time I was in Instagram and it was like an embarrassing amount of time. So (laughs) I need to like discover human beings and like the world and like what fresh air feels like sometimes because I spend too much time on Instagram. Love hate relationship. You know, I I still can't get over the fact that you said if you're driving, don't take notes. Uh, It's, it's sad. We have to even say that (laughs) unless you're driving, unless you're driving a Tesla (laughs) and it can drive itself. (laughs) Feel free. It's a little scary too. Well, let's get into it. Okay. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. Tom had the idea to call this episode, the OG on IG because he's just like a huge iced tea fan. So (laughs) (laughs) am I, I don't know how I knew this, but, uh, you know, I, I heard an an interview with uh, iced tea and it, uh, I was brought up in the interview how OG came about. So anyways, um, yeah, Kate definitely is an OG on IG. So let's do it. Uh, yep. Your first axiom 
your first, uh, if I can use that principle, is have a brand standards guide and implement it across social social channels. Um, so I'm going to set this up a little bit. You may not, I've been in branding, seems like half my life. And I see more and more marketers today without uh, a brand standards guide. And there might be some marketers out there scratching their heads since thinking, what is a brand standards guide? But um, most know about it. But I, I would put it, I would make the analogy if, if Kate, if you were going out drinking with your friends, what are, what are some of the, the basic things you would take with you? My essentials. Your essentials. Well, Tom, right now it's my phone, my credit card, my keys, and my chapstick. But if this was college, Kate, that we were talking about, <laughs> it would probably be um, maybe like uh, some mints. <laughs> maybe a little mini toothbrush just in case. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, those would be mine. What are yours? Oh, it's not much. Trust me. Some Advil? I, I, <laughs> yeah, Advil. I don't even need an ID any longer. Oh. I stopped, they stopped carding me like at least 20 years ago. So anyways. Um, but those would be my essentials. So those would, I would always, always, always have those with me. So yeah, that's a good metaphor for your brand standards guide though. Yeah. And, and, f and for you, you're saying align your social aesthetic with your website, your standards across yeah. platforms. Yes. Because I hate, I guess tip number one. So also to break this down, we have like nine or 10 tips that we're going to share. And then there's a couple of like really secret, like tips of the trade that are weaved in there, which is when you'll hear our really cool sound effect. Um, and the first one is the have a brand standard guides, like Tom mentioned, because one of my pet peeves is when I go to someone's Instagram and it doesn't look anything like their website. Um, in terms of like the colors that they use, the fonts that they use, like the overall aesthetic, um, aesthetic is like number one favorite word that ever exists. But this is really just like picking like three or four colors that you use. Like, let's say you're making infographics on for your Instagram posts, like having the same consistent colors that maybe match with your website because it's all branding at the end of the day. So if someone sees your Instagram and they're going to remember like, okay, they always use those colors or those specific fonts, or they always have those fun types of like gifts or whatever it may be. Keep that consistent with your website because your Instagram is like its whole own, you know, channel that, that people want to see matches along consistency with all the other things that you post on. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Example there. What is this app, Unum? Okay, yes. Yeah. So when you're planning to post on Instagram, there's a way to preview what the feed will look like. So you know how on like your Instagram feed, it has like um, nine photos that are visible in as right when you get on someone's profile page. It's like the nine different photos. That's like your yep. feed. Um, there's a way to preview how an image or video will fit into that feed to make sure that the colors match, they align well. Um, or maybe let's say you have like three photos in a row that are very similar in terms of like how far away the photo is from the focal point or um, like you don't want to have like three photos in a row of like the same bottle of a product. Let's say if you're selling like vitamins. So it's like a way to kind of plan out the fee to make sure that all the colors align and that your photos are spread out in different types of ways. Um, one of the number one questions I get when people see my Instagram is like, how do you plan it? Like it look, it just flows really well. Um, and that's going to be through an app that helps you plan. So one of them is called, I think it's pronounced Unum. It's U-N-U-M. It's a free app. 
um, or there's one called Preview. So Unum or Preview, download that ASAP if you don't have it to plan out your Instagram feed. And that will help with your general branding. Excellent. All right. That's your free advice number one. I just learned a lot with that one, that that whole first first, um, axiom here. Moving on to number two, use data and analytics to guide every move you make. Yes. So um, data on Instagram is key because there's no more just like mindless posting you have to have, you have to be strategic about everything, about when you post, what you post, um, sometimes even how you post. Like, are you going to post on a story? Are you going to post in your feed? Are you going to do an IGTV? Are you going to do a reel? There's so many different things now that you can pull data on. So um, in Instagram, you should have access to insights is what they call them. And it's basically Instagram's free like analytics. Um, So one thing you can do is if you go to your profile and click on insights and then go to the tab for content that you recently shared, and then you can actually um, search all of the posts that you've ever done by follows, which will basically tell you which piece of content, which post you made brought you the most followers. So then, you know, you should probably make more types of those pieces of content because you have, you can see exactly which post brought me the most followers. So I should obviously make more posts like that. Wow. There's pro tip number one. (laughs) And there's our signal. Do you want to go over that another time? One more time. You know, I I think, I think it's so valuable that I think it needs to be explained um, in, you know, maybe a different way. And also the folks that are driving who are not taking notes, they need, they need that uh, benefit of that second explanation there. Yes. Yeah. So go to your Instagram profile at the top. There's a button that says it'll either say insights or professional dashboard. And then once you're on the next page, go to content you shared, click on that and then click on, it's automatically going to list your post in order of which ones had the most reach, which reach is basically how many unique visitor, unique people saw your post, but change it from reach to follows. And then it will organize your content from highest to lowest of which pieces got the most follows. So how many new people followed you from your post in order of highest to lowest? Cool. Is that also the this, this second pro tip I'm reading here? Oh, there is a second pro tip in this Wait one. Because second, I'm a second, here it comes, here it comes. <laughs> Yay. I love it. Um, okay. So second pro tip with data when you, um, this is cool. So this will basically show you, um, how, so not necessarily like the specific post, like, like the last one, but this will show you the type of post that brings you the most, um, reach. So the highest amount of users that are seeing your content and that's bucketed by reels, feed post, IG stories, or IGTV. Um, so that you can basically see which of those four. So let's say you're posting, like you post a ton of stories, but you never really post an IGTV. Um, you can go into your your profile, click on insights, click on content type, and then change it to, sh- it'll show you automatically by reach. Um, and that what's cool about this is it will show you um, between reels, posts, stories, and IGTV, how many people saw it that were your followers or your non-followers. So for example, I looked at mine the other day and I had like 
in the last 30 days, it was like 20,000 some people that saw my reels, but only like 10,000 that's all my posts on my feed. But I post way more on my feed than I do reels. So now I'm posting more reels because I'm like more people are seeing them. For sure. You know, yeah. so I'm spending more of my time. And if you're a marketer out there, spend more of your budget towards which of those four types of content are getting the most reach. So again, you go to insights, content type, and then it will automatically show you based on the reach, which of your four gets the most. Super cool. I hit that one myself. That time. <laughs> <laughs> she just couldn't you. help herself. Whoa. <laughs> I saw you jump. So uh, going on to the third yes. of Kate's immutable laws of social media or IG in this case. The OG of IG. The OG of IG. <laughs> Create a content pillar strategy and you want to choose three to five types of uh, pieces of content, right? Can you explain yes. that? Yeah. So this is a big one that I feel like a lot of people don't do. Um, so like, let's say you, we, well, we have a, a client, we have a, a retail company that is, they sell spirulina, which is a delicious um, kind of algae based uh, superfood that our client specifically grows out of Hawaii and it's packed full of nutrients. It's so good for I you. I put it in my smoothie every day now. You do? I do. Oh, wow. Yeah, don't I look better? You do. You look great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, they're called um, Hawaiian Sperlina. And when they came to us to help with their social media, um, I was like, well, we have to have a content pillar strategy. So, basically, that's saying, okay, what types of posts are we going to make? Because they sell Sperlina. They have, like, you know, three or four different types of bottles of it, but re re relatively all the same, you know, generally type of product. Um, and you don't just want to have all pictures of your bottles every single day. So we realized that um, recipes would be a really cool type of um, content that we could start producing for their audience so that they could know about ways to incorporate spirulina into their diet. Because like Tom says, he uses it in his smoothies. Um, there's so many things you can do with spirulina. I think somebody posted that they dashed it on their popcorn the other day. You can mix spirulina in um, to make like a really yummy like sauce that you put on pasta. So there's all sorts of ways to ingest it. So one of our, our content pillars is recipes. And then another pillar is our product shots. We have a pillar that is, um, you know, influencer content. So basically just people in the community that are posting and tagging so that we have more pictures of people's faces on the feed. Um, we have a pillar that's educational. So that's infographics that are explaining why spirulina is healthy for you. So between, you know, influencer content, product shots, recipes, infographics, educational content, um, they, they make this spirulina on a farm in Hawaii. So we have a content pillar that's all about farming and sustainability and the process of actually making the product. Those are five content pillars. So every month when we build their social media calendar, I try to distribute evenly the types of posts based on those pillars. So maybe we'll have like two recipes, two farm pieces, two, two infographics on benefits, two influencer posts and so on. Um, so that's very, very important. If you don't have a content pillar, or pillar strategy, I would do that right now. And I would choose three to five different types of pillars that you're going to be making content around. Excellent. Yeah. That is good stuff right there, ladies and gents. Um, the next immutable law by Kate is have a hashtag strategy. And, and I just love that you go into, you know, these buckets of hashtags, right? Yeah. S buckets of hashtag. That. Well, so Tom, you, do you want to tell us what a hashtag is? 
Well, I just I just got a little more information on the hashtag, but you can search hashtags and you can, you know, kind of anything that somebody has hashtagged, you can bring up and it's a great, um, uh, almost an algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To, to find what you want. And um, I, I don't, I don't hashtag as much as I should. Yeah. Wow. That's a big step to admit. I know. I just don't. I'm sorry. Do you Instagram? I didn't even ask you this. Do you go on Instagram a lot? No. You have an Instagram. Yes, I do. <laughs> You're more, well, of a tic- more of a TikTok so guy. So I have a brother-in-law who plays Hawaiian music. And the only time I use Instagram, I, I have to con- confess this, is is when I he plays live. And I go take in one of his concerts. Oh, cool. And our you know, whole family does. And then I, I'm crazy with it. I keep sending him you know, comments. Oh, okay. And he's reading them and I'm, I'm making him laugh while he's singing. So, of oh, because he's I, on Instagram live, live doing a concert. So I'm trying to oh, get him to screw him up. I'm trying you know to get him. know what they call you, Tom? What they call me? A troll. I'm a troll. I'm a total troll. <laughs> but he laughs. He thinks it's funny. Oh, my Because I'm telling, you know. Well, That's I, what a troll does. Exactly. I they get, just try to do stuff to mess you up or they make comments. They just leave, like, you know, little, like, comments throughout that are like oh i totally silly. do that i mean he he laughs while he's playing you know because and i know he's he's reading my my comment yeah you know so. wow that's yeah. fun that's great yeah. like hey you you know you, you sing this better than bob marley yeah day of the week you know? i love it so yeah. you're you're like a positive troll a you're very like, positive yeah, oh good. totally yeah you know, i'm giving positive reinforcement because he's he's awesome he's good yeah, yeah. um buckets let's talk about buckets yes yeah, so hashtags are like Personally, I think they're very annoying. I think they take up so much time and they look spammy on posts. Like they just look like spam, but they are so important. And that's what is like the part that's annoying is that they are so valuable. They work. They're so important. I feel like there's like people out there that don't think that hashtags work or they think that hashtags are saturated and that it's like not something that they should be doing. Really, it's just that they take a lot of time to research and to put into your captions and um, people don't want to do it, but it's, it does work. So you have to have a hashtag strategy. Um, I would recommend having, I think they say the minimum is 11. I think the maximum you can have is 30. I don't know why 11. That actually is my lucky number. The minimum's 11? The minimum. So there's, you, you can have none. The maximum is 30. That's me. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> the maximum is 30. And then I, th- I've just, re- I've seen all over like online that 11 is like the lucky number of hashtags. That you oh, interesting. Use. Yeah. That, that's like the, the happy, you know, it's, it's the happy yeah. spot for hashtags. Do you think anybody's hashtagging Kate and Tom's podcast or I hashtag adapt and thrive? I don't know, but they should. They should. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to get that in there. Yeah. Please use our hashtags. <laughs> um, so my recommendation would be to bucket your hashtags, start with 11, bucket your hashtags in, in three different buckets. So when you're looking at which ones to use, the first one is branded hashtags. So I'll give an example of this. We have a uh, CBD kombucha company that we represent called Cannabooch. So I'll use them as an example. So the first bucket is branded hashtags. So that example would be hashtag Cannabooch. So like literally the business name. The second would be a community type of hashtag. So in this case, because it's kombucha, you could do like hashtag kombucha lover or hashtag like uh, kombucha drinker. So community specific How hashtags. About ha- hashtag kombucha freak. That would be me. That sounds Isn't literally. Per- exactly. Got another yeah, one. You're catching yeah, on. This is yeah. my second one today. Okay. I know. 
Yeah, their okay. CBD kombucha, and Tom has one in his hand literally every day. That's why you seem so much more chill. You're having spirulina. You're having uh, CBD. Maybe. You're sure. becoming very California. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so the first one is branded hashtags. The second is community hashtags. And then the last one is campaign-specific hashtags. So if you're running something that may be like a specific type of theme or a new product release. Um, so like one of their flavors is watermelon basil. So you could do like hashtag watermelon basil summer. So, Brandon, so I could do like hashtag blackberry vanilla because exactly. that's what I just had. Blackberry vanilla CBD kombucha by Cannabooch. Nice. So good. All right. Cool. Whoa. Whoa. Another pro tip coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never get old doing that. Like ever. <laughs> We're having too much fun. Um, okay. So pro tip, obviously you guys know, I just said the three buckets. One thing that you also want to do is make sure that you're, um, having a variety in how popular the hashtags are that you're using. So if you use all hashtags that have like a million people using them, then your content's never going to get seen. So you want to have a good um, variety in terms of how popular they are. Um, so for example, if you go into Instagram and go into the explore page and go in the search bar and type a hashtag. So for example, if you type kombucha, it will pull up all of the hashtags that contain that word kombucha and it will tell you underneath it how many posts have that hashtag added to it. So maybe don't use, you know, a post that has a million, a hashtag that has a million posts using it. Look for one that's maybe half a million. And then um, you can also find related hashtags to that. So Instagram will give you different like versions of it, of ones that you maybe didn't even know existed. So for example, kombucha freak, who knew? Maybe that's a popular hashtag. But you should find some that have maybe, um, you know, under 20,000 posts, maybe a couple under 100,000 and a couple under three or 400,000. So that way you're kind of having a variety in how popular the hashtags are you're using. That is a really good pro tip. Never would have figured that out. Okay. You going to hit my button again? <laughs> Ma'am. Yes, that's worth two. <laughs> Remember this is like it's like bacon bits on a salad. We don't want to, want to overwhelm the salad. Oh, true, true, true. Right? Okay. <laughs> well, so I'm you, trigger happy. I get excited. Yeah. <laughs> Pressing the button. Okay, it is very much so. Yeah. So the fifth immutable law from Kate on Instagram is make videos not war. Well, you wrote that in there, so. Yeah, I know that's me. <laughs> but make videos not war, and and what what does that mean? Kate, I mean, besides make, not war, that's pretty clear, right? Yeah. Everybody can get behind that, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Peace, peace and love. Um, right. Make videos, like, I, I would say if I had to choose, this is probably my number one, maybe second to the data one, but I'll tell you my favorite two at the end, but this is definitely one of them. Um, video content, especially like vertical video is completely taking over social media right now, not just Instagram, but obviously TikTok, um, as well. And even now Facebook. So yep. make videos. So whether you're making reels for Instagram, I would say like, I probably going to get some hate for this, but I would say once a week is like, you should be doing a reel once a week. Um, because that's really what's going to be, what's going to help you grow and help people see your content more. Instagram is prioritizing reels over anything else right now. So the more you make, the more likely you are to be on people's explore pages. Obviously the more likely you are to grow. Um, I like follow this side note. I follow a blogger and she had 4,000 followers last year and now she has over 50,000. And she said it's because she started posting two reels a week for the last year. So she like committed to it. 
and saw an insane, completely organic growth from that. Um, and I'm not surprised. So, um, make videos. Um, I also noticed that this is actually pretty interesting. So Facebook obviously owns Instagram and they recently started showing Instagram reels in Facebook, like stories. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Right? I think they're trying to compete with TikTok, and since oh, they sure. since they own Instagram, they can yeah. technically repurpose Instagram content on Facebook. And they just came out like two weeks ago, and now they're doing it. Yeah, no, I is, expected that. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Um, and reels don't even have to be like they. It's not like you're like producing a movie. Like you can do you know super simple reels that are literally one shot of you holding the holding your product in your hand and showing your customers what it looks like from you know turning it around from a three sixty view or whatever it may be. Um, you know you don't have to be, you know who's a famous director like Spielberg. Yeah, you don't have to be Steven Spielberg. Like start small. Quentin Tarantino. Sure, Clint, East, Clint Eastwood. He does direct now. Did you know he's like ninety something? Is he is he over ninety now? I think so. Wow. Yeah. So you don't have to be Steven Spielberg, Clint Eastwood. Just keep it simple, but p- try to post one a week if you can. Um, and give me give me a good example, or give our our listeners a good example of because you're so good at this, Kate. You you can just whip out your iPhone and boom, hit record, and and the next day we get a really cool video. I mean, it's kind of like second nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you know, I mean, I think videos are largely misunderstood. So can you talk about a little bit of the, you know, the creative inspiration for these videos and what you're shooting and how you're shooting it and, yeah. and, and, and if there's any limits on that? Yeah. I mean, I think that fortunately, like the society we live in is so like, we appreciate the rawness now, I think more than we ever did. Like, I think people like to see just raw video of what is going on in someone's day or someone's life. And I know that's probably half social media just in general, because it's like a peek into someone's world. Um, but I think people also with everything that happened in 2020 with COVID and people were at home and we were so limit brands were limited in the production value that they could give because people weren't shooting outside right. of their house. Like yeah. they were only shooting at home. So I feel like there's like a comfortability with it now where people react well to that type of raw like feeling like I know there's brands that shot entire commercials from someone's in their home like they had someone shoot it themselves you know and people like that kind of content um I mean I would definitely say in terms of like strategy like be you know come up with a couple of ideas maybe and and say like okay I've got three or four ideas that I'm going to shoot this month and they can be really broad or super specific like just showing like you know if it's, let's say you, um, I don't know, you have a clothing company and you want to show one aspect of the, you know, how you pick out fabrics, for example, you can show a 15 second reel. That's like, this is my process for how I pick out fabrics, like behind the scenes type of footage. People love that. They like to feel included in the story of the brand and like they're involved in those decisions. This concludes part one of the OG on IG. If you'd like to hear part two of our Instagram tips, head on over to episode five. Thanks for listening to this episode of Adapt and Thrive, a survival guide for the modern marketer. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe and drop a comment on what topics you'd like to hear in future episodes. Good luck out there, marketers. Until next time.